it doesn't matter what's out in there in the market. You're you're gonna find your community and the people who believe in what you what you are uh, trying to create, and that's all you need to run a successful business. You don't need to try to please everyone, uh, and also you carve your own point of view, which is which is different and special and unique. Welcome back to the Wow Series podcast where we sit down with global leaders and discuss their unique career journeys so that no woman has to feel alone in navigating their career. Our conversations will leave you with your daily dose of inspiration, a new favorite WOW woman-owned brand to shop, and new ideas to take back to your side hustle and career. Prepare to be wowed. Let's get started. with Priyanka Ganju. Did I say it right? I should have asked you before. Okay. <laughs> um, of Poofy Beauty. They're an up and coming beauty brand actually coming to market here this winter in February. So I'm super humbled and excited to have her talking with us today for our next WOW series interview. So we met Priyanka or I met her through a mutual connection and I immediately loved what she was doing for the beauty industry. As you all know, the WOW series was created to create an inclusive community and a community that's really focused on equality and advancing women. And that's exactly what she's doing with her beauty brand. Um, she created different shades and colors essentially that she couldn't find for herself, right? And is really disrupting the industry in a positive way and creating different, a new brand that's inclusive for everyone, but also really, you know, helping women who look like her which we totally agree with. That's why we started the Wall series. That's why we're talking with her today. So that way other women in her shoes who identify with her culturally, business-wise, professional, personal, whatever it may be, can learn from her and see what she's up to. So we're gonna be talking through our typical conversations today. I'm gonna to go ahead and pass it to Priyanka to introduce herself and then we'll get into the juicy part of our interview. So Priyanka, off to you. Thanks, Abby, for having me on this uh, series. I'm Priyanka Ganju. I'm the founder of Kulti Beauty. Um, Kulti Beauty really started because I felt that there was uh, a billion South Asians around the world, including me, who had just never felt celebrated in beauty. We'd never been centered. We'd never been authentically uh, celebrated for who we are. And I wanted to fill that gap. I'd been working in the beauty industry for about six years. In uh, you know, I'd worked at big companies, small companies. Uh, I worked in merchandising and saw hundreds of new brands, and it's 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 amazing to see all these different brands mm-hmm. kind of meet niche niches. Uh, but I still felt there was like this big, big audience that was not getting being served, and so that that's really how my journey started. Incredible! That's so important, and I love how you use the word celebrated because that's so important, and I think it's a key word here: celebrating different different cultures and different identities, but also just the fact that we all look different. And just because we look different, that shouldn't mean that we shouldn't wear the makeup that we want to wear. And um, also, before I forget, Priyanka is going to be speaking at our February event on this topic. It's called Beauty Influencers, um, which I'm really excited about because it's really people who are influencing the industry, which as you can see is what Priyanka is doing. And I have a question for you. So at least from what I've seen, it's great because there's a lot of other beauty brands who are coming to the market and are creating more exclusive products. You know, there are so many other women like you who have had similar experiences. So what are your thoughts on kind of coming to market with 
different competitors in the space. And, you know, so often we're deterred, like, ah, why can't, I can't start this because someone else is already doing it. So how did you kind of overcome that imposter syndrome mindset? Oh my God. <laughs> this is <laughs> actually, I didn't have as much of that like question in my, in my mind. Cause I feel like if I didn't, I don't, I still don't see myself in those brands. Then I know that there's still space, right? Like, yeah. um, but uh, it, this is a question that all of the potential investors or people who would evaluate my brand would ask me. They'd be like, oh, like we see like five of color brands come up every day or something like that. And I'm like, we're not all the same. It's not like a checklist. It's not like a checkbox that, oh, it's a woman of color brand. And like, we have one brand and maybe like, uh, like Rihanna created Fenty and you all should be happy with that, right? I think right. that's kind of the mindset that's problematic because diversity is not a, a monolith where we all have different personalities and our brands have different personalities, points yeah. of view, products. And I think um, that's true for anyone who's, who wants to start a brand now too, is that, um, you know, if you have a point of view that's different, it doesn't matter what's out in there in the market. You're you're gonna find your community and the people who believe in what you what you are uh, trying to create, and that's all you need to run a successful business. You don't need to try to please everyone, uh, and also you carve your own point of view, which is which is different and special and unique. I love that. It's so true. And what's so key there is that because I've experienced the same thing with Wow Series. It's like Abby, there's so many different women's networks out there. Like, why are you gonna create another? And it's like, well, first of all. There's obviously a fundamental lack of these types of organizations. So the more the merrier, like I'll come together with any women's network, like our mission, whether it's through Poofy Beauty or through the WOW series is, is to really advance a generation, a population, a group of women, a, a group of overall professionals and individuals. And that's only going to come if like more people are having these ideas and starting these products. So I love that. And I agree. It should never, ever be a deterrent. And that's when you said, you know, investors are always asking, like, there's, there's another, there's so many, like, other products like this in the space, it's almost like, kind of annoying, because it feels like they don't get it. It's like, well, exactly, like, you should be continuing to support this and help us. There's obviously, you know, a lack of, a lack of this and a lack of representation. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, the thing is that our our speed, for, like, like, let's say you're in media, your our speed of consuming media has gone up so much that the more content there is, there are people who are going to consume it more. Same for beauty, right? Like our, uh, our preferences have evolved and already there are so many brands that are catering, uh, that, are, that are not like necessarily catering to uh, deeper skin tones or South Asian undertones. And so if we can create more, that's exactly more the merrier because it creates that variety for people to be more involved in that category and find things that are relevant to them. I don't think it's like, um, it's almost not competitive. It's almost like creating the market. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. I love that creating the market. It's really creating a market for the space to exist and disrupting what's already been there. Cause that's obviously exactly. important. Yeah. Um, I'd love to share more too before, cause I think we're kind of getting towards the challenges you've had to face and your advice, but because you're a new brand and you're new to the market and we have this opportunity to sit down with you, I'd love for you to share a bit more about Kofi if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we will start with color cosmetics. Our, uh, in terms of, from a, from a product perspective, uh, we wanted to really make sure we create uh, shades that and formulas that really work for deeper 
interns and South Asian interns, but really anyone can use the product. It's not that it's only for us. I think the difference though is, as you think about most mainstream brands, if you think about who is in the product development team, they'll maybe like have one person of color and they might not be South Asian, right? There's not enough people who are behind the scenes, like testing, being tested, like, there are not enough people who are testing and creating these products uh, who are South Asian. And so to have a, a product development process that's centering that consumer first means that we can really nail it for the first time. We can nail the shades uh, for a South Asian consumer. And so that's kind of the philosophy um, at like, in terms of like what, how we differentiate ourselves. Uh, but then also we're really about celebration. Like I said, I think what one of the things that um, again, like as being South Asian, <laughs> there's there's often like a lot of tropes that are associated with it. There are often stereotypes associated with it. And I think what we want to say is that we're such a diverse population. Everyone has different personalities where we can be reduced down to the tropes that, you know, the mainstream media can sometimes create for you. And so we want to celebrate that diversity. So we actually have a digital platform called Kofi Bytes, which you can find on our website, kofibeauty.com. Um, and there we feature every every week we feature three three different stories of um, diverse South Asian people and I think that's really really what is really motivating for me is to be able to involve and involve that community into it absolutely and what I really love that you've done is you've built such a community you kind of went community first and then going to actually launch your brand and product which is so important because that's how you gain customers. It's more, it's more than just uh, like a color or an eyeliner. You're actually creating, it's an overall vision and mission and what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like it goes back to what my vision truly is. I don't think, yes, product plays a role, but ultimately it's about this feeling of, I want to feel beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I say this often, like I didn't feel beautiful growing up and I didn't feel I could even participate in makeup because it was something that the pretty girls did right yeah. and so to be able to change that narrative to say you know we we want to celebrate you as you are you come as you are you don't have to be a certain type of person to be able to participate and be part of this community is really important to me because that feeling is what makes someone feel like the feeling of belonging is what makes someone feel beautiful. And of course, having beautiful product is great. That's the cherry on top. But ultimately, it's it's how you feel when you're using that product, using that brand. That's really important. Yeah, I love that. That gave me goosebumps too, just the feeling of belonging. And that's what it is. And that's so true. And it's so, it's so important that at least now companies like you are coming forward and creating a space for people who haven't felt included to feel included. You know, it's interesting because obviously my experience growing up in Ohio is a lot different than yours, right? And um, it's, for me, what's been so valuable is to have these conversations and to just feel like, I've, I've always in a way felt included because I've seen myself on TV. I've seen myself in magazines, you know? I'm like, the white people have always been like greater representative and especially women and all of that. And so it feels, it feels really good to be a part of something of like, and I, what's so important for the WOW series and why I started is I saying we're creating a colorful world because I felt like when I, as I got older, I started to see the world and I started to see people who didn't look like me. And I started to learn about their experiences. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn more. Like I've just been in this tiny bubble my whole life. And my life is so much more enriched when I hear these stories too. So I love these yeah. conversations and, and how we can all come together and it's not so mutually exclusive. Yep. I, I love that. Uh, and I, I think like it's, 
I think the, co the community part is so important because it's like, it's really like just, we would just want to invite everyone in and experience yeah. our culture our way, right? And I think um, I think the same thing, like sometimes like some brands will have like an India inspired collection, but then it'll be this um, external way of looking at India or like, you know, South Asian women will be portrayed as victims or like they always have to be like rescued. And, you know, it's just like, we want to shift that dialogue to own it and invite and invite people to celebrate it with us. And I think that's kind yeah. of how we're trying to like change that conversation. Exactly. And it's such a fun way to educate. Like you're bringing everyone to the conversation and like I'm learning. Other people like me who come into your community are also learning, but in such a fun way. And that's that's really celebrating, like you said. And I think what's so great too is and a keynote before we dive into kind of the challenge that you've had to face in your career with starting Kofi. Um, it's important to note that, and I think people need to be reminded sometimes that, you know, community and brands like Kofi that are created for a South Asian woman, for women of color, for women who are typically underrepresentation or um, underrepresented are also communities for everyone. Yes, yeah. like this space everyone can come to and even even better if they do, because that means we're all coming together and, and really becoming inclusive brands and companies. Hey, everyone, it's Abigail here. Are you enjoying what you're listening to? Well, come to our website, www.thewowseries.org to check out more and learn about our Wow Series community, our members and many more Wow Women owned brands to shop. See you there. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for sharing with us more about it. And I'd love to dive into the challenge that you face in your career. So if you could share with us from anything, whether it was at different corporate companies or getting getting that first job to starting your company now, I'd love to hear, you know, a challenge that really resonates with you and, and hear what that was like. Yeah, the challenge was actually imposter syndrome, which you mentioned earlier, but in a very different, uh, in, a, in a different context, because I actually feel like um, growing up, I felt very confident about like, oh, I can, I can do my boss's job. And like, <laughs> I used to always be the person who'd be like wanting to get to the next level and stuff. But when I took this leap into entrepreneurship, for the first time, I just wasn't confident. And I just felt yeah. like, um, who am I to do this? Even though I had beauty experience, even though like I had, some, I had, I, I, you know, I knew this category really well. It just felt like so intimidating to even call myself founder and CEO. And I remember I shared the story that I didn't even update my LinkedIn till one day, one of our interns updated his LinkedIn <laughs> and his LinkedIn was like, whatever design intern at Kofi. And I was like, Oh, maybe this is the time I should update my LinkedIn. <laughs> um, you put on LinkedIn, you're like, oh, I guess I should put on LinkedIn now. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess since he updated his LinkedIn, maybe I should go and update that I'm the, I've, I've started this company. And it changed things so much because the moment I started, like, you know, I put it out there in the world that I'm building this in a very explicit way. And I started writing these, I wrote this um, article about why I left my job. And, you know, like so many people like uh, commented on it and like reached out to me after that. And that's kind of like, it kind of like started this whole process. And I, and I couldn't have even imagined that that would happen uh, because I didn't feel comfortable for a long time to just even own the fact that I'm a CEO. And I think part of that goes along with representation because mm -hmm. it's because I've not seen 
someone who's like a relatively young, I'm not a Gen Z, I'm not Gen Z, but still, you know, like a relatively young South Asian woman going and starting company companies. And you don't see that very often, right? And so I think because I don't see that, I feel like maybe I cannot be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I feel like I had I had that perception, but I'm slowly getting better at it. I still have days when I'm like, what am I doing? Am I doing things right? Oh, yeah. uh, but I've, I've, I'm, I've kind of gotten over that uh, over the past year. So that was definitely a challenge that I faced. Absolutely. I totally relate to that too. And the good news now is you are trailblazing the way forward. So that way someone else watching this interview who maybe never thought they could do it too, or didn't see themselves represented can now see it thanks to you. So I want to make that clear. So thank you so much for talking with us. And then, um, yeah, I, I feel that too. And it's so funny that especially on social media, you know, there's entrepreneurs everywhere and we can always feel like we're not enough. And especially it, everything's always like, I'm the best at this and look at us go and look at this brand. And it can feel so daunting to be like, well, I don't fit in here. Like, I don't even really know what I'm doing yet. And just, just learning that everyone's really learning it and to try not to be so ingrained in, in what other people are, are saying or doing has, has helped me a lot too. But I, I totally feel you on that one. The imposter syndrome, especially being younger and, and being female and starting a business can, can definitely make you feel small in the room. But that's why we're here. So that way we can encourage each other and, and tell other women not to, not to feel that way. Um, so on that note, do you have any advice uh, like that you wish you could tell your younger self to tell the current and next generation of women or really all professionals? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, which is like um, to to go out and like, uh, in a way, like seek those people that you that do inspire you. Now there are more of us, right? There are more people who are doing these things. And, um, you know, I think even just to reach out for mentorship and guidance, I think that could that itself can be a game changer because you can start like building those relationships. Uh, but I, something that I wish I knew when I was 22, and I and I see this a lot with some people in our community who like, you know, I, I, I uh, connect with is that they often struggle with what they think society wants them to do uh, from a career perspective yeah. and what uh, they want to do mm-hmm. and where they see themselves. And so I think uh, my advice would be to kind of pursue your follow your gut as long as of course you're you know you're meeting your basic needs like follow your gut and build your career because that's kind of how I was able to find my long-term kind of uh, fulfillment in my career rather than just doing the things that society tells you to do because I left a couple of prestigious jobs and people would always be like why would you leave this job like it's like you'd never get a better job than this and you know ultimately you have to figure out what's right for your career growth and not really care about what other people say or think about it Mm -hmm. that is fantastic advice and it's so it's so important and also it's hard to do you know there's family pressure there's peer pressure there's societal pressure and you know I recognize that that can even come at a higher level for people of your culture too so just knowing that it can be done and someone can see you and be like okay she did it like I guess I can too is is so important and I think at our event let's definitely dive into that subject and really talk about how did you navigate that because it's easier like I said it's easier said than done so you know how do you battle the the negative comments the like are you really doing this like that can take a toll and just being persistent 
is and taking that risk is is hard to do and it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do it so good for you first of all for doing that um and that's definitely dive into that more i think that's a great subject and topic yeah no absolutely and yeah that's definitely true um in in our culture is like there's a lot of comparison there's a lot of like oh this person's kid did this and you're always being set up, uh, you know, even if you're like doing the best you can, you're always failing at something else. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, just kind of moving past that and being able to like tune that out and just trying to focus on the things that you care about mm-hmm. um, and can is really important uh, because ultimately it's your life and your career that you're building. It's your life and your career. And if you have your basic needs, you have shelter, you have food, you have water, you have loving relationships in your life, you know, 